Jeremiah 32 in your Bible today. I don't know that I've ever preached out of this particular text before. God has been doing something in my life and I just want to try to convey to you uh, from this text what I have been mulling over, meditating upon for the last several months, something that I needed. And after hearing these wonderful testimonies, I believe this goes right along with some of the testimonies we heard today. My topic is this, there's nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for God. In Jeremiah 32, look at verse number 1 with me, if you will. The Bible says, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar, for then the king of Babylon's army besieged Jerusalem, And Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison which was in the king of Judah's house. Zedekiah, king of Judah, notice this, had shut him up, saying, Wherefore dost thou prophesy and say, Thus uh, this city, behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and, and he shall take it. Now skip all the way over to verse number 17, and this is where my thoughts are going to come from today. Jeremiah begins to pray, and he says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power, and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. We find Jeremiah in this text, in this passage, incarcerated simply for preaching the truth. He was telling what God was doing with the people of Israel. They were going to be in captivity. And Zedekiah locks him up. Zedekiah was the sitting king and he didn't feel uh, like the news that he was hearing from God's man was pleasant to his ears. Sounds kind of familiar with what we're facing with the world today, does it not? The message of God is not always pleasant in the ears. While in prison, God had spoken to him about buying a plot of land. And this is a little background from verse 1 down to verse 17. Instead of reading all these verses just to kind of let us understand what's going on. When you're in prison, all your resources are taken away. And God is speaking to Jeremiah about buying a piece of property. Buying a piece of property while he's behind bars or in the dungeon is not going to be able to be used by him. And and all this is going on. He buys the property because God simply told him to buy the property. Um, The paperwork would be completed. It would be given as evidence, given to a man named Baruch there in the test. Uh, text to seal it and to keep it. As I've been thinking about this text in Jeremiah, he's not the only man of God that exhibits to us a man of amazing faith. I, I, I get to thinking of how that, as perplexing as it may have been to Jeremiah, some of these prophets did not fully understand what God was doing. But when God told them to do something, they obeyed God without question. And and, and then I got to 
thinking about some other people. I thought about Noah. God told him to build an ark. And, and, and Noah was preaching uh, to the people around and they didn't even know what rain was. And uh, Noah just simply obeyed God. He, he started building that ark. I got to thinking uh, about uh, uh, some of the other men. Abraham, he, he was given a son of promise. And of course, we sit here with the Bible in our laps and, and we, we understand what God is doing as we get to read the whole story. But Abraham has this son of promise given to him and God says, give him back. And he takes him up a mountain and he, and he wants to uh, slay his son. And of course, we know that God would not allow him to do that. But Abraham showed amazing faith. And when I look at these stories in the Bible... I say to myself, man, my faith looks like this compared to these men. They just heard God speak and they obeyed. And here's Jeremiah. He, uh, he's in this prison. God tells him to buy property and he's prophesied that Israel's going to be in 70 years of captivity. Zedekiah did not want to hear the Chaldeans were coming to take the land. And, and, and here Jeremiah getting the voice of God on him in a perplexing situation, does what God wants him to do. I thought about Joshua. March around the wall seven times. And, and, and he had no weapons. He, he just walks and then they blow horns. And Joshua stood there with faith in God that God said we would destroy this city. And there the walls fell. The walls come down. Amazing faith. In verse 17, I want to get your eyes back there on this verse. Jeremiah prays, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. This past summer, I heard an evangelist preach that I had never heard before, knew nothing about the man, and he preached out of this text on there's nothing too hard for God. I was moved in my heart because there are so many things going on in my own life that are perplexing to me. Those of you that have visited Trinity Baptist Church, you understand we are a small church, just a handful of people. Eleven years ago, I never even knew who Dr. Spencer was, but I met him as he come in and tried to help Trinity Baptist. And for the past 11 years, I have stood at Trinity as their pastor. I'm just like you preacher boys sitting here today. You have a ministry that God has called you to. And in your mind, you are just contemplating and you're... You're putting things together, a, a dream, if you will, of what you would like to do one day. If you're in evangelism, you read the stories of great evangelists in the past that had great crowds of people come and hear them. And in your mind, you're like, boy, I would like to be the preacher with a great crowd of people one day. You're a pastoral major. You think of the church you're, you're coming out of and where it is and what you'd like to see. And in your mind, you begin to think, man, I hope someday I can have that many members. I can have this many ministries running and you have a dream. And by the way, you should dream. 
Uh, Think big and pursue it. Because there's nothing too hard for God. There's things that I in the last 11 years wanted to see at Trinity Baptist Church. I have not been able to see some of the things that I've wanted to see. But I tell you what has been in my heart. There's, there's one thing that I know and one thing only. It was crystal clear that God called me to Trinity Baptist Church. And this past summer, in some of the discouraging thoughts I was having about where I was in ministry, this evangelist takes this text and begins to preach on there's nothing too hard for God. I think I've come to the place in my ministry where I'm understanding that God doesn't need me to do a thing for Him. God wants to do an amazing work. All He wants Brother Reinhardt to do is be obedient to what He has called me to do. And whatever ministry that God is calling you to do, God wants you to be obedient. It's not just things at church that perplex me. I have some heavy burdens from my own family that I can't get the weight off of my mind. I've had my children in church. They know the gospel. They know what's right according to the Bible. And they have chosen just a few of them to do things that are vile and wicked and not walk with my God. And I have come to the place, as hard as I want to see them get right with God, I can't do a thing for them, but there's nothing too hard for my God. I got to trust Him more than I've ever trusted Him before. I don't know my children's eternal state like I thought I did. And by the way, if you're having any questions about your eternal state, just know one thing, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you will not get into God's heaven. I'd settle that as soon as I could. My family and some of the things that I carry all the time. And by the way, I've started praying this as a PS at the end of every time I call my church members' names out and I call my children out. I say, God, there is nothing too hard for you. The message that I heard preached on this passage was very timely for me. It was like a drink of fresh water on a hot, hot day. So I've been meditating upon this passage and I'm at a place in my praying that I am starting to tell God there's nothing too hard for Him. That's what Jeremiah did. The hardest thing that I believe I've ever pursued in my life is the revitalization of of an established church. I'll be honest with you, it gets a little hard to stick with it. We want to be honest today, young men, it gets a little hard to stick with it. But there's nothing too hard for God. When I pray and call my children's name out, other family members, after I finish praying for the need that I see, I say, and there's nothing 
too hard for God. You're probably not in the same position that I'm in. I I don't think you would be. But in working with people, I have learned very vividly that in front of me today, behind me here on the platform, there are literally situations in all of your lives where you're perplexed by what God may be doing. You may not understand all that God is trying to do. Today you just need to be reminded there's nothing too hard for God. There may be somebody here that sat down and did the calculations and by your figuring and your working and your school bill that you're sitting here with a question mark in your mind. We just heard a young man testify about a truck. I didn't know where the funds were coming from and I wanted to stand up when he was done and say there's nothing too hard for God. But you've done the calculations and by your figuring, you're wondering why you're here because when it comes time for final exams, if that bill's not where it needs to be, you're not going to get the permission to take those exams possibly. And, And you need to know today that there's nothing too hard for God. Some of you have loved ones just like I do who are lost and without God. It seems that they've rejected the truth. Maybe you're the one that shared the truth with them. Uh, I just want you to know, don't give up on them. It may look impossible, but we're serving the God of the impossible. There's nothing too hard for God. My encouragement from Jeremiah today... And what has interested me, and I'm just going to give you a couple things that I've been contemplating out of verse number 17. Look at that prayer one more time with me. He says, Ah, Lord God, behold, Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by Thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for Thee. So what I have been doing is wondering what it is about creation that Jeremiah sees that helps his faith. Because if I could see what about God's creating the world uh, that Jeremiah sees, and I believe that I could also say with faith there's nothing too hard for God. Number one, I've been jotting, I'll just jotted this down. God created from absolutely nothing. Nothing. As people, you and I have abilities that God has given to us whereby we can create things. But we have to have resources in front of us. We have to have materials to work with. In studying the Genesis account of creation, God took nothing and created a universe, created a world with everything in it that we enjoy today. If we could apply the greatness of God right here, He can take absolutely nothing and make something out of it. I believe the older I get and the more I study the Bible... It's getting clearer and clearer to me. Boy, sometimes preachers that are in this room, I look back and wished I could have learned what I'm learning today 
25 years ago, I think it maybe would have made a difference in my ministry, but here's what's wonderful. God's showing it to me now. And I look back and wished I'd have known all, all these things. Listen, God is a gracious God to use people like you and I to do His work. Uh, I believe the more we realize this, the greater God can use us. Sometimes you meet people who think they're something. They have a little bit of air and a little bit of attitude about them. But I'll say this, I'm learning that if we junk all that and just humble ourselves and lower ourselves and think of ourselves as not much, God can do something with us at that point. He can take nothing and make something out of it. Number two, when I have been looking at the creation account in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, I see that God brought order to a lot of confusion. In Genesis 1-2, we all know the Bible says, and the earth was without form and void. Would we agree that the world in which we are living, I understand you are college students at Ambassador, and if you are like I was when we were in college, we had some ongoing jokes among ourselves about the bubble we lived in. But our world around us is one confused world. People are confused about many things. Some of these confused people seem impossible to reach with the gospel since their lifestyles are being lived in opposition to what the Bible says. They reject any notion of believing the Bible they are absolutely confused people. I love some of those people because they're in my family. Jeremiah prayed, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there's nothing too hard for thee. At one time, the earth was without form and void. It was chaos and disorder. And through creation, God made laws that brought even nature into order. Darkness became light. Chaos and disorder became orderly. I'm just trying to learn some things that Jeremiah may have seen in the creation of count that helps him to know that there's nothing too hard for God. God can work marvels in the life of people who are so confused. You know, some people you can't reason with. You try, but you just can't reason. But with God, nothing is impossible. I'm saying to you today, there is no soul that God cannot save. There's nobody too far gone or too far out of God's reach that He can't reach down and pull them out of the miry pit and place their feet on a solid rock. Jeremiah's faith was inspired by what God did all the way back in creation. And by the way, these Old Testament prophets didn't have a cross to look back to. 
They didn't have the work of Jesus Christ to look back to, so they looked back to the very God who created. They believed in that creation. They saw the mighty hand of God, and God gave them visions that one day there would be a cross, and they simply believed God. There's nothing too hard for God. And then in that creation account, God brought life out of death. I read things like this in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, that the waters brought forth abundantly. They weren't doing that before God touched them. Uh, God created man out of the dust of the ground, and then He breathed into man the breath of life. There were trees in that garden that began to develop fruit. And you know that the one tree God said not to eat of got us all into trouble when Adam and Eve partook of the forbidden fruit. What was at one time dormant, God brought life into it. So as I am applying these thoughts to my life, I'm asking God to do things that I cannot do because there's nothing too hard for God. I cannot turn a church around. I cannot revitalize an established work. I can't preach and revival break out. But there's nothing too hard for God. I can't do a thing to convince my own loved ones who won't even listen. But there's one who can get a hold of their heart. And I'm learning that there's nothing too hard for my God. So what I'm trying to show you this morning is that very thought. What is needed in all of us today is a faith like Jeremiah's faith. That when there's nothing and it's not making sense around you and your world, your circumstances, we can call upon God and trust Him and He can do what we cannot do. I remember years ago when I was under a pastor down in Greenville working as one of his assistants, we had a missionary that he invited to come to our church and do his missionary presentation. He was a tall, lanky fellow, and he went to go up the steps. The poor guy tripped and fell on the way up the steps. And, and uh, when he got up to do his presentation, this poor missionary spit, sputtered, tripped and stumbled over almost every word that he tried to say to the congregation that day. And I sat there in my judgmental self and I said, My word, a man like this can't do much for God on the mission field. But then I watched what God did when he got there. God had meshed that man's personality for the people and what we couldn't see him standing in America behind our pulpit. God had prepared him for exactly the people that he was was going to minister to and God showed me that there's nothing too hard for God. Would you consider 
What is in your life today, in your circumstances, in your ministry? And by the way, don't wait till you get out of school to start doing ministry. Do it now while you're learning. Get beside uh, young men by some preachers or, or, or some good godly men in these churches around here. Ladies with some of these women and learn from them while you're in school. Don't rely just on your teachers. Faculty, I thought about this. I wonder how many students that you see come through and you had the same thoughts that I had about that missionary, about some of these students. My, oh my, I don't know if they're ever going to make it. And we all have to remember that there's nothing too hard for God. So would you consider your life, your circumstances, your ministry... Your schooling. Somebody mentioned getting through Pentateuch. How about Greek? (laughs) Hey, the good news is there's nothing too hard for God. What is out of your control, out of your reach, outside of your ability, and you're blessed with some kind of ability or you wouldn't be here. What is outside of that that you can't do. It's troubling you. It's perplexing you. There's no bill God can't supply. There's no ministry that God can't breathe life into. There's no person God can't humble. And there's no person God can't save. God is needing today His own people, you and I, To step up in our faith and believe that there's nothing too hard for God. Would you be willing in your prayer time to pray like Jeremiah? God answered Jeremiah and uh, in verse starting in verse 27, actually 26, but verse 27 says. As God begins to speak back to him, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And the answer to that is, there is nothing too hard for God. May God help us today as Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen speaks to our hearts. Would you bow with me in prayer and then there will be someone here to take the invitation. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be encouraged from the Word of God. And Lord, our encouragement today is just a thought that says there is nothing too hard for God. The young man that told us about his pastor with cancer... If it's in your will, God, you can heal that cancer because there's nothing too hard for you. Whatever the need is of the student, of the staff, maybe even of the school itself, there is nothing too hard for God. Now may you speak to our hearts and the Holy Spirit of God be showing us what it is that we need to do in our lives. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray.